the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Aggressive campaign schedule this week, despite his exposure to a top aide who tested positive for the coronavirus. White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows says Mark Short, who's the Chief of Staff for Mr. Pence, is okay after coming down with COVID-19. Oh, hopefully uh, the prognosis will be really good. The vice president's office says Pence does not have to quarantine because he's considered an essential worker. Pence himself tested negative. And thousands of Iraqi protesters are taken to the streets to mark one year since mass anti-government demonstrations swept Baghdad and Iraq south. This is SRN News. We're just nine days away from the presidential election. Black lives have not been taken seriously as being fully human. President Trump yesterday stated we will not tolerate hatred and violence of groups like white supremacists, the KKK and neo-Nazis. These extremist fringe groups have no place in the American debate. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram for the latest headlines and election news. This Election Day countdown was installed by Champion Plumbing. Whether you're listening from outside the Twin Cities or in... AM 1280, The Patriot. My name is Brian for the weather today. It's going to be a high of 32 degrees with some light snow. Are you a loved one, a veteran? Perhaps you served your community as an EMT, fighter, fighter, police officer, or nurse. If so, we would like to honor you and your country by inviting you on air to recite the Pledge of Allegiance here on The Patriot. You can volunteer by calling Mike at 651-289-4418. The Daily Pledge is made possible thanks to the support of White Bear Lake Superstore Buick GMC. Rest on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast. We'd like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. Why am I hearing silence? <laughs> I'm not hearing the music any longer. Yeah, come on now. Throw a dog a bone here. You're throwing me off my routine. Hey, we're here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. I'm just having a little fun, guys. Relax. I'm having fun. Because we got the new guy back here, Brad. I'm just having we got Brian fun. Winger. By the way, Brian, say hello to everybody on the program. Sorry about that, guys. I'm messing with you, Brian. <laughs> it's totally fun. I'm messing with you. Totally messing with you. That's what we uh, call this. Is What's it called? Is some kind of hazing initiation? Is that allowed at, the, at Salem Broadcasting? Uh, we're not allowed to talk about that, Brad. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Hey, 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show for any comments or questions. And as always, we uh, appreciate you tuning in. Well, as you heard with the at the top of the hour, SRN News, yeah, we're down to single-digit number of days. 
until Election Day. Uh, yeah, nine days to be precise, and the Biden campaign has already called a lid on their campaign activities for today. So apparently uh, they think that this polling that shows them with a decent size national lead, and even though the polls are tightening in the key swing states, uh, they feel pretty confident that they can uh, they can kind of run out the clock here, so to speak. We shall see. Uh, the final opportunity that voters got to hear the respective campaigns make their pitch against each other, of course, came uh, this past Thursday in the final presidential debate. Uh, it was only the second debate between the two candidates. Of course, uh, there was a debate that was supposed to take place a week prior that uh, was that the president backed out of because they wanted it to be a virtual debate. And I said at the time I thought that that was a mistake on the president's part because the his campaign had set such low expectations for the Biden camp, insinuating that Biden is, you know, so uh, decrepit that he'll probably back out of one of the debates himself because he just doesn't have the stamina to to hang in there. Well, and then the president dropped out of the October 15 debate. But nevertheless, uh, this debate. Uh, went off without a uh, without a hitch. And I will say, going into this debate, uh, I felt a little better about it. Going into the first debate that took place on September, I believe back September 29th, September 30th time frame, the very first presidential debate, of course, was a raging garbage fire. Chris, moder- Chris Wallace was the moderator. And I just felt like it, w- it, would, it would be a garbage fire, and it sadly lived up to my low expectations. And with this debate that took place this past Thursday, they were going to mute the microphones for the candidate, which was uh, which was not taught. Well, basically, the moderator asked a question. She said, and she would pick who would go first. So, if Vice President Biden went first, they would mute Trump's mic for the two minutes, and then when Trump Trump got his two minute statement answer to the moderator's question, then they would mute Biden's mic. And then after they each got their opportunity to talk two minutes uninterrupted, then they would let both mics come on and they could have the crosstalk. I thought that that format was going to work very well, and it did. It was a benefit to Trump, and it was a benefit to Biden, because Biden clearly in the first debate was thrown off by Trump Trump's constant un- interruptions and, let's call it for what it was, in my opinion, bullying. Uh, and it didn't it, as a result they weren't talking about the subject at hand because they were too busy complaining about one another talking over each other so from that standpoint uh, i my initial impression of this debate was this was by far trump's finest debate performance of the five presidential debates he's been in i know he was in a ton of debates with the other republican candidates in 2016 but I'm talking about in the general election against his general election candidate. Three debates last year against Hillary Clinton, two this year against Joe Biden. This one this past Thursday was his finest, in my opinion. Uh, he stayed, was able, because of the muted mic, he wasn't able to, he, he realized that he would be yelling into the void. So he might as well focus on what Joe Biden is saying and then maybe jot down a few notes, give his statement in kind, in response to what Biden was saying, and it ended up serving him well. Uh, there were a few things that the president said that you know required some fact 
fact-checking, factually dubious, to be sure, because that's what the president does. You know, he'll get a stream of consciousness going, and he'll say things. Uh, I, I, I don't believe he's lying, uh, because lying, the textbook, def- the dictionary definition of lying is saying something that you know is a misstatement of fact. And I don't think the president is so much a liar as much as he just has a stream of consciousness and just says whatever's on his mind, whether he knows it's factual or not, which I would argue is worse. But that's another story. However, uh, Joe Biden said some flat out fault, made some flat out false statements, so much so that CNN, who is completely in the tank for Democrats these days, even took to fact checking Biden. On some of these, and I'll go over uh, a few kind of, I guess, my two cents, my observations from Thursday's tilt. And hey, folks, I I want to hear from you. I've got plenty to say about this debate. But if you want to call in and opine on the debate, tell us what you think. Six, five, one, two, eight, nine, four, four, eight, eight is the number to call. And you can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag Narn show, hashtag N-A-R-N show. But I want to hear what you think. What, what Who do you think won? What do you think was the key takeaway? Will it move the needle? I mean, what, how, whatever you want to opine on would be perfectly fine. Uh, the first question, as expected, because we're in the middle of a pandemic, had to do with the handling of COVID-19. And admittedly, this is an issue which the Trump administration has been underwater in its approval ratings. They feel that the president hasn't given it the seriousness that it deserves Uh, Obviously, holding large gatherings, granted they're outdoors, but when people are crushed together, you know, not physically distancing, um, that can still cause havoc and could result in being a, let's face it, a super spreader event. And then, of course, Bob Woodward's book that came out where the president admitted that he didn't uh, say as much or downplay the virus initially because he didn't want to panic the American people, which doesn't exactly fly with what he's normally done because he, he he has a penchant for saying things like, well, if this happens, then uh, we're, uh, we're going to be in a, a depression in this country. Or if this the Democrats are in control, uh, people are going to be killed in the streets because of all these illegal immigrants streaming in, into this country. So to say that he didn't want to panic the American people um, seemed a bit disingenuous because, well, he has a tendency to say things that kind of uh, make folks nervous. But I thought that Trump acquitted himself well with this particular question having to do with COVID, Um, particularly talking about an area which I feel isn't talked about enough, and that is the negative ramifications of these lockdowns. Yeah, there's there's an economic impact that is felt, no doubt about it, but you're also talking about mental health issues, people who are dogged by mental health issues and then therefore aren't getting access to the services they need. And people thrive on interpersonal contact with each other. And the fact that students aren't able to go to school in some areas, you know, that's having a a severe impact. And now I was reading something the other day where kids are spending so much time on the computer that a lot of young kids, you know, high school kids, maybe middle school kids getting uh, treatment for carpal tunnel because they're constantly on the computer so much. So the president covered a lot of these areas saying, look, you know, we, we, need, we need people to get back to work. You know, we can take the necessary precautions. We know more about this uh, virus than we have before. 
And, of course, Biden says this president has been a mon- monumental failure. Uh, there's been over 200,000 deaths. And I don't know who – someone mentioned in my Twitter feed that night. I don't know who was doing uh, Biden, uh, Biden's uh, debate prep, but he basically got on camera, looked into the camera, and said, folks, the president just said we need to learn how to live with this virus. We, we're, we're learning to die with this virus. And that person you're lying to, lying next to at bed, in bed at night, when you reach over to touch them out of habit, they're not going to be there. That chair you're sitting next to, they're not going to be there, sitting there in, uh, in Thanksgiving on uh, Thanksgiving. You know, it's like, whoa, we're, we're, you're accused of Trump of being a fear mongerer. And then you come out and basically say that we, we're, we're learning to die with this virus. And here's something that I don't feel got enough play in the aftermath is. Biden said there have been 200,000 deaths and there's going to be 200,000 before the end of the year. Uh if he means the end of 2020, there's just over two months left in 2020. If there's going to be 200,000 more deaths, that means 3,000 people per day are going to die. But yet that got completely glossed over. And again, I'm not. And and another aspect of this was the president, when the virus first started, became newsworthy. And there was the first confirmed case early in 2020 in the United States. And it was ascertained that it originated in Wuhan, China. The president closed off all travel to and from China. And in late January, early February, the Biden camp, Biden himself referred to the president as a xenophobe for closing travel to China. And and Biden denied this. Well, it's out there. Yes, not only did he accuse him of being xenophobic, but Biden, who's saying that the president did not take this seriously, while Biden himself said, well, I took this seriously from day one, he was holding a campaign rally in Michigan in early in early March before Super Tuesday. So who wasn't taking this seriously? And the president, God bless him, you know what? He came out and went on the offensive. He says, you know, you Democrats weren't taking this seriously at first. You had Nancy Pelosi basically telling people to not succumb to the fear-mongering by go out and enjoy yourself in Chinatown. This was like in February. So for all these Democrats, Biden included, saying that they took this seriously from day one and they're dinging the president for not taking seriously, um, the uh, record kind of tells a different story. So... Uh, that's where it got started. And again, we saw firsthand where the president was more focused. He was more docile. He wasn't yelling. Uh, and when he got off to that good start, I'm like, hmm, maybe there's some opportunity here. We'll get into a few more areas. And again, take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. Uh, we were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us at radio.com, but considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple, too. Listen to The Patriot on the free radio.com app. If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and, of course, paper pusher. But not anymore. Bamboo HR is the number one HR software for small and medium businesses. It manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks so you can focus on people, not paperwork. Bamboo HR frees you from spreadsheets so you can do your real job, creating a great place to work. If the data shuffle and paperwork mountain have you ready to hang up all your hats, you're ready for Bamboo. If you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. 
Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to bamboohr.com slash HR. This is a limited offer only available to radio listeners at bamboohr.com slash HR. That's bamboohr.com slash HR. I should have done it sooner. That's a comment heard often from satisfied patients at INeedMoreHair.com. Dennis Prager here. If you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss, go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what they're doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free and the results are amazing. You'll be under the care of some of the most experienced hair transplant specialists in the country. Their doctors have given patients from around the world, including notable Hollywood personalities, a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. Their technique is so advanced that their results are guaranteed in writing and their prices are the best in the business. If you have hair loss, don't put this off another day. Contact INeedMoreHair.com at their office in Egan for your free consultation. Experience you can trust, prices you can afford. Today is the day to get a permanent solution to your hair loss at INeedMoreHair.com. We're Diamond and Silk, and we have a new book coming out called Uprising. The Awakening of Diamond and Silk. It's about how we overcame poverty and hardship by not letting anyone else define who we are, what we can do, or who we are supposed to vote for. And guess what? You can do it too. That's right. And we want you to hear our personal story for the first time. Uprising, the new book by Diamond and Silk, available at Amazon or wherever books are sold. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. BearingArms.com covers Second Amendment issues, self-defense, the latest gear, and more. That's BearingArms.com. Welcome back. AM1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NARN Show. That's hashtag NARN Show. Talking about the uh, last presidential debate that took place this past Thursday. And by the way, uh, I didn't really think about this, but obviously it's true, is this will be the final presidential debate in the uh, life of Donald Trump. Now, you know, assuming Trump loses uh, in uh, in nine days, he could technically run again and be elected, you know, run for president again after four years. But I don't see that happening. But with Trump, you never know. But yeah, assuming this was Trump's uh, final ever debate. And as I mentioned last segment, it was his finest. And to show you how just vapid and ignorant many leftists are on certain topics. There was one in particular, uh, well, obviously when it came, when it, uh, came to immigration, came to the immigration issue, uh, specifically the um, moderator, Kristen Welker, uh, started off, at, you know, Trump got the first response saying, we're going to talk about immigration now and we're going to talk about families within this context. Mr. President, your administration separated children from their parents at the border which she failed to mention was an Obama-era policy, at least 4,000 kids. 
You've since reversed your zero-tolerance policy, but the United States can't locate the parents of more than 500 children. So how will these families uh, be uh, ever be reunited? And I thought the president was terrific in his response on this. And again, this is from the transcript. He says, uh, children are brought here by coyotes and lots of bad people, cartels, uh, lots of bad people, cartels, and they're brought here and they used to use them to get in our country. We now have uh, stronger borders we've ever had. We're over four miles of brand new wall. Uh, you see the numbers, uh, and we let people in, but they've got to come in uh, legally, and they have to come in, you know, through legal channels, obviously. And she asked, you know, what? But how will you reunite these kids with their families, Mr. President? And he didn't get, and he um, talked about. Then he addressed the cages. You know, he says, well. People say that I built the cages. They, you know, this Arizona newspaper, I believe it was the Arizona Republic, Arizona. I don't remember which newspaper was in Arizona, but they did a damning ind- a story about the Trump administration separating children from their families, and they showed kids in cages, and people were just outraged. This is morally reprehensible. I can't believe it. But then it was learned that that photograph that was posted accompanying that news article was from 2014. Who was president in 2014? And this is where President Trump was fantastic. He turned to Joe Biden and said, who built the cages, Joe? Can you tell me who built the cages? Because then Biden, when he got his chance to respond, this is morally reprehensible. We're the laughingstock of the world with this god-awful policy, yada, yada, yada. And President Trump said, who built the cages? Tell me, who built the cages? And and he's right. President Obama's former Department of Homeland Security chief, uh, Jay Johnson, even defended the policy once it was learned that children were being separated from their families. But Biden says, well, they, these children, these children, they don't come here with cartels or coyotes. They come here with their parents. Well, really, how, how do we know this? Seriously, how do we know this? Because there has been, as far as I know, and it's been suggested that there could be DNA testing for these adults who come with children to the borders to ensure that they aren't bringing children in that aren't theirs. Because we're hearing more and more horror stories of the sex trafficking industry becoming more pervasive in this country. And and some of it can be stemmed from or traced back to children that are bought, brought in across the border. So I'm not saying four or five hundred children that are that are haven't been reunited with parents uh, that they were all brought here by uh, non-related adults. But I'd be hard pressed to say none of them were. But I bring this up to say this just shows you, and I think Eric Erickson uh, said it brilliantly. Um, about the ignorance of blue checkmark progressives on Twitter. Because when Trump's indicated that, you know, some of these kids are brought here by coyotes and cartels, you know, people doing bad things, universally, and again, these aren't just some Twitter bots with like two or three followers. These are people who have the blue check marks. you know, whether it's Hollywood, entertainment people, media people, what have you. And I'll just read some of them. Um, see, please explain uh, children are brought here by coyotes to me. I'm certain that's not literal. Do you think? Uh, another one's, you know, there were several that just said coyotes. Did he say coyotes? Uh, here's another one, a Nicole Schumann. What does children are brought here by coyotes mean? Another one. Children are brought here by coyotes? And another one, uh, Anjali Kumar. Oh, my word. What children are being brought here by coyotes, you loon? Uh, Craig Needles. Uh... Children being brought to America by coyotes. Of course. Uh, Adam Del Rosso. 
Did he just say children are brought here by coyotes? What does that even mean? Um, it's called Google. Use it. Uh, Perry. Oh, I know Perry Gilpin. She played Roz on uh, Frasier, the TV show Frasier. The children are brought here by coyotes. Uh, now the coyotes are being blamed now. Uh, here's another one. Did Trump just say children were brought to the border by coyotes? You know, th- that that's just uh, I, got, I got a whole ton of them. But I'll read a couple of uh, interesting ones. People you would think uh, would know better is, uh, you know, I, I hate when I lose my spot here. This will happen occasionally, Brian, when I'm uh, browsing through news stories and uh, the uh, uh, page refreshes on me and I lose my spot. My listeners are used to it, so it's all good. Uh, so then uh, Jamel Hill, former ESPN uh, personality, narrow writes for the Atlantic. You know, she responds with coyotes, dog. Uh, here's another one. David Hogg. Remember David Hogg? He was one of the uh, survivors of the Parkland, Florida high school shooting two years ago. And he started the big group March for Our Lives, a big gun grabbing group. It says, imagine calling the immigrant parents that brought their children to the United States for a better life coyotes. The level of xenophobia is sickening. This kid goes to Harvard. And he's saying this crap. Um, Close circuit to David Hogg, as well as uh, Minnesota House Majority Leader Ryan Tinky Winky Winkler. Don't ever say out loud you're from Harvard, because the university is probably going to sue for defamation if you say you're from Harvard. Uh, But perhaps one of the most egregious examples of this, um, let me see if I can find it. Uh, yeah, there was. Uh, I forget the. I forget the woman's name. She's basically the uh, the minority whip in the Georgia legislature. Didn't know what the what the term meant. So, as Eric Erickson brilliantly pointed out, seeing the ignorance of blue checkmark progressives on the term coyote helps you understand how how they can so easily believe human trafficking isn't a real thing. So, those of the, these leftists who feign moral outrage. Uh, quieted down for a little bit when they realized the picture of children in cages was during the Obama administration, Obama era. But then, you know, it was still going on during President Trump's administration. The president signed an executive order saying, yeah, okay, yeah, no more separating kids uh, from their parents at the border. So I I applauded the president's uh, aggressiveness on this because he was not going to, to stand pat and be accused of the one who started this policy. Okay reprehensible policy and yeah it should have been stopped from from the very beginning no, no one's denying that donald trump ran as president and he can't be like barack obama blaming his predecessor for all the ills of his administration so uh you know kudos to the uh president on that particular one he was you know he he didn't come off as defensive he substantively answered these questions because as we know with trump when he's occasionally uh put on the defensive He'll just verbally, you know, attack, launch ad hominem attacks, and uh, that's uh, that does it, and it ends up not being substantive retort. So I thought the president did well on uh, that particular aspect of it. Uh, COVID, immigration, another one was healthcare. Neither candidate put forth a specific plan. Uh, Trump indicated that his administration will always be protecting pre those with pre existing conditions, but he didn't really say how. Uh, and Biden. Look to build on what he believes is the success of Obamacare. And here's one thing. You know, the president rightly puts a number on it. 
He says 180 million people have private health insurance, and Joe Biden, through whatever plan he wants to implement, wants to kick people off their private health insurance, and Biden denied it. He said, well, no, 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 he, he, he honestly said this. Those people who are on private health insurance, they're going to stay on private health insurance. So basically, if you like your plan, you can keep your plan? Where did I hear that one before? Yeah, he went there. He went there. And here was the biggest whopper of the night that not even CNN could ignore. Joe Biden said no one lost their health insurance as a result of Obamacare. We said nobody lost their health insurance because of Obamacare. Not even CNN could let that go by. And by the way, that was PolitiFact's lie of the year back in 2013. PolitiFact, not exactly a right-wing bastion of fact-checking. They said the lie of the year was Barack Obama's statement, if you like your plan, you can keep your plan. It was so egregious because so many people weren't able to keep their plan under Obamacare, yet Joe Biden says, well, that's not true. But he's going to come up with a, with, a, with a better plan. You know what he's calling it? This is real innovative. Biden care where there's going to be a public option. And that public option says, look, if people want to get on the plan, they can, but if they don't want to leave their private health insurance, they'll be able to keep their private health insurance. Yeah, sorry, Joe. Uh, you, of anybody, has the least amount of credibility uh, on this uh, particular topic. Uh, let's face it. This is all... The left is going to try to drag him further left, Biden, that is, for universal health care. That, that's what they're working towards. Biden is just merely a prop. They don't expect him to get through the first term. And then, then it's, hello, uh, Co- President Kamala Harris, if, if Biden is elected but can't finish his first term, then Kamala Harris is elevated, and she has no problem going further to the left on these issues. And that's what they're hoping for. So, uh, yeah, Biden care. Wow, that's, that's real original. So, uh, again, I don't think either candidate, Trump didn't really st- you know, he just spoke basically in platitudes about how people with pre-existing conditions are going to be protected. Didn't really say how, but I think Trump won that one by default because Biden was so bad by saying a flat-out lie that people didn't lose their insurance because of Obamacare, and then coming out saying, "If you like your plan, you can keep your plan under my new plan called Biden Care." Real original, Joe. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. i got a few more points on some of these uh, debates and some audio sound clips when we come back right here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. Your business needs leads and sales. There are potential customers online right now looking for what you do. Will they find you or your competitor? You need Salem Surround. The marketing team here at Salem Surround is ready to help your business now. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. I overdosed, and the power of addiction set a mere six hours later, I injected that same batch of heroin again. I walked into the doors of Teen Challenge, and it has changed my whole entire world. You are not alone, and you can take the first step towards freedom from addiction by calling Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge at 612-FREEDOM, or you can text MNTC to 900-900, or go online to mntc.org slash not alone. When does a person get rights? When a person is a person. 
all across our nation. Our nation is divided in our homes, in social media, everywhere you turn. But what is at the heart of this division? In the new movie, Divided Hearts of America, Super Bowl champion and executive producer Benjamin Watson searches for the truth. This is one of the worst possible choices that any woman and her family has to make. You'll discover why the most polarizing debate of this century boils down to the sacred dignity of human life. There is no personhood under law. We don't have that in this country. With Divided Hearts of America, you'll learn what you need to be armed to fight what divides us and come to a place of real unity with empathy, healing, and real hope. Be part of the change and watch Divided Hearts of America. Go to SalemNow.com to purchase. Use promo code Minneapolis to save 20%. That's promo code Minneapolis to save 20% off. Are you tired of overpaying for batteries for your car, truck, snowmobile, boat, four-wheeler, and more? Full Service Battery is the solution for you. At Full Service Battery, that's all they do. Their experts will consult with you on the best possible battery for your situation. And their everyday low pricing beats almost all store sales prices. Buying in bulk? Their inventory is stocked with almost any battery you could need. And at the lowest prices in town. Check them out today at FullServiceBattery.com. That's FullServiceBattery.com. If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say, you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play the Patriot Minneapolis. It's time to throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite AM 1280 The Patriot hosts in high quality with Alexa and Amazon Echo. You don't know what you're talking about. He's not the one. Hey, welcome back. Hey, I'm 1280 the Patriot. You ought to know that by now. Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. 651-289-4488. That's the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. Always, we appreciate you tuning in. i uh, got a couple of audio sound bites I want to get to. Uh, Joe Biden stepped in it uh, in the uh, chat when it got... Uh, the subject turned to energy, uh, specifically uh, his plans to how to address uh, the energy, uh, his energy policy, as well as climate change. Uh, Joe Biden has never given a consistent statement on fracking. Now, his his running mate, Kamala Harris, has said she ban- wants to ban fracking, totally opposes fracking, which would crush them in Pennsylvania because Trump won that state in 2016 and there are far more new Republicans registered uh, this election cycle in tw- new new registrations, I should say, new voter registrations on the Republican side than there are on the Democrat side. Plus, southwestern Pennsylvania still very much has a floor uh, for the Democrats. So what I'm saying is, is that Trump could increase his margins in the southwestern part of the state where such you know, coal fracking is very pervasive. So uh, they... Uh, Trump at one point says, look, you uh, you post fracking. That's that's not going to play well in some of these key sw- swing states. And uh, Brian, if we have that cut, number one, this is uh, Joe Biden's response uh, to. Uh, well, first of all, this is Joe Biden's response saying, no, I, 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 I would not support a fracking ban. And then it was followed up by all the times where he said, yeah, he kind of would. So, uh, Brian, cut number one. 
trying to respond. I never said I oppose fracking. You, you said it on tape. I did show the tape. Put it on your website. I'll put it on. Here it Will is. there be any Here place the for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking, in a Biden administration? No, we would, we, would, we would work it out. We would make sure it's eliminated. What about, say, stopping fracking and stopping yes. the pipeline and yes. infrastructure? New pipeline. And, and, exactly. and, and no new fracking. you got to transition away from it. Look, you're going to ban fracking all across America right now, right? I would love to. Yeah, I'd love to, too. I'd love to make sure we don't can't use any oil or gas, period. Look at my eyes. I guarantee you, I guarantee you. We're going to end fossil fuel. We are going to All right. So there it is. Uh, he told, I mean, Biden asked for a fact check. He got it. And uh, I don't know if he just didn't remember all the times that he said he opposed it. But there it is. And so the polls were already tightening in Pennsylvania. Before this was debate, before this debate, it already indicated polls were tightening in Pennsylvania, where Biden has had a, a decent lead. Not insurmountable, but a decent lead. And it was already tightening within the margin of error before the debate. So if there's, if this debate could at all move the needle, it could be in the state of Pennsylvania. And, oh, and you remember how uh, Democrats were saying that states, typically Republican states like uh, Oklahoma and Texas, could be in play? Good times, good times. Uh, cut number two, the Trump. God bless him. He was the aggressor in this one, asked, trying to get Joe on the record about the oil industry because, you know, they're big into the green energy. And Biden says right on his website that uh, they support the framework of the Green New Deal as part of their energy policy, thinks it would be great progress in our in battles against climate change and in energy policy. So cut number two, Joe Biden about the oil industry. Pollutions, that the pollutants coming out of those fence lines communities okay i have one final would question. he close it down falls, the oil industry it falls, would you close it down the falls, oil industry? way i would transition from the oil industry yes oh i would transition it is a big statement that's a because big statement. i would stop why would you do that because the oil industry pollutes significantly oh. okay there you are uh by the way it doesn't pollute significantly our our technological advances in that ener- part of the energy sector have been made it much more uh, tolerable and much more uh, clean as far as burning less fossil fuels. So it's not the pollutant that it once was. You know, Joe Biden's still st- stuck in the uh, 70s, you know, remember when the big worry was acid rain, all that sort of thing. So there it is. Uh, Oklahoma, Texas, that's gone. That that was such a damaging statement that you had Democrat members of Congress who won uh Swings districts, even slightly leaning Republican districts in 2018, come out and say and disavow Biden on that particular statement. When you have Democrat members of Congress coming out and disavowing the presidential candidate for your party, uh, you know you stepped in it. So, again, Texas and Oklahoma, I never took that seriously that those were going to be in play. But this just puts the nail in that coffin. Uh, Can Trump overtake Biden in Pennsylvania? Uh, I think this definitely uh, helps close the gap. So, you know, this uh, this was very damaging uh, toward Biden. It was Trump's best performance, and Biden, I thought, was okay. But these things, I thought, did a tremendous disservice to his uh, overall performance. And by the way, did you see how he's looking at his watch near the end? 
I mean, in, in Tennessee, where the debate was taking place, they're on Eastern time, so it was getting to be about 10, 10.30 p.m., and you could just hear his voice, in his voice, how he sounded just out of gas. And this was just an hour and a half debate. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, going forward. Uh, we do have a caller, excuse me, on line one. Dan is in Invergrove Heights. Dan, you are on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go ahead. Hey, Brad, how you doing? Doing well, thanks. Thank God. Listen, I have a question for you. Um, my wife and I uh, are registered Republicans, and we typically request the absentee ballots, but we walk them in. So we're going to, you know, we're going to hand them, you know, walk them in uh, to the polling place this, this week, what, Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever. Now, I've never noticed this before, but on the back of the um, envelope, uh, on the, of the mailing envelope where they, where they pre post, put the postage on it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a nice big size R on the back, right on the outside of the back of the envelope, and also on the front, at the end even, I just noticed this after I spoke with your screener, there's an R on the front label, too, after there's a a string of numbers, and at the end of the string of numbers is the letter R. Now, does that stand for Republican? And if if I was a Democrat, would there be a D? And if that's true, what, what good purpose could that serve? I can't think of any. Yeah, you're in Minnesota, right, Dan? I am. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, there's no there's no party registration in Minnesota, so that really shouldn't be relevant as far as you know what the letter is. Because I mean, even if it R did stand for Republican, you are not obligated to vote all Republican. I mean, you are vo- allowed to vote cross party, like say uh, a, the Democrat for president and a Republican member of Congress, Republican senator, what sort of thing. So you don't have to vote straight party lines in Minnesota. Because we don't have party well, sure, registration. Well, well, I'm not. I'm, that's not where I'm going. I'm thinking that they may be able to uh, bamboozle or just, you know, look at the R, and then if people in the post office just decide to discard. Sure. Oh, I get that. Yeah. Us, they can look at the R and figure, well, the guy's probably voting Republican and throw it away. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I appreciate so I'm, that. I'm really wondering. Yeah, I'm really wondering what. Why is that R there, and what does it stand for? It's a larger font. Then the writing word where they're reminding you, did you seal your ballot, put the ballot envelope in the signature envelope, blah, blah, blah. And then in that box area, there's this big R to the right in a font like three three or four times bigger than the other letters. And plus on the front, like I said, uh, there's another R. Now, so I'm just wondering why that's there. Yeah. Is this is this an absentee ballot then, Dan? Yeah. Yeah, okay. it's an absentee ballot. I like, to, I like to get the absentee ballot so I could get a good... Uh, listing of everybody who's running, and then look them up online sure. to see what they stand for, and then I walk them in. I'm not. I don't ever put them in, put the absentee ballot in the mail. I always walk it in. Oh yeah, so, smart man, smart man. Yeah, uh, I, I I can't speak to that. I appreciate the call, Dan, because, simply because I haven't voted absentee um, since 2000, and it's the only time since I've been eligible to vote I've ever voted absentee because I'm I like to go to the actual polls and you know see my ballot go into the machine but i understand not everybody um has that opportunity i honestly don't know dan i i wish i could help you out with that i've not heard of that so i i can't speak to whether that stands for party affiliation or not i will say that's a big assumption uh because i get what you, i get where you were going with that is that if uh say members of the post office saw that and say oh these are a bunch of our ballots well i'm a democrat i'll conveniently toss these our ballots in the trash so they don't get counted i i understand where you're going with that 
But that's that's a huge assumption because I know a good number of people, Repu- friends of mine, who are Republicans who are not going to vote for Trump and have flat out said they're going to vote for Biden. So you're taking a risk, however may small it may be, of throwing away Biden votes. But, yeah, I, I apologize, Dan. I, I, I'd have to do some research on that. I don't know what that letter stands for simply because it's literally been 20 years since I voted absentee. But uh, I appreciate the call nonetheless. Anyway, so those are some of the uh, things I wanted to share on the uh, debate as well. Again, thought it was uh, I thought it was a good performance by Trump. I don't think Biden uh, completely wounded himself, although he did have to uh, uh, backtrack uh, on the or not so much backtrack, but uh, you had to have Democrat members of Congress come out and disavow his comments on the oil industry. Again, um, it's I don't think that he was ever going to win Oklahoma or Texas. But if there was an infinitesimal chance he was going to, that's pretty well gone. And I'm hearing something that maybe New Mexico might be in play as a result because of you know how pervasive they are in the oil industry. I don't know how true that is either, uh, but we shall see. So uh, tell you what, Brian, why don't we take a, a quick early break and we'll come back with a final segment this hour. Yeah, I want to get into the Amy Coney Barrett uh, confirmation hearings. And it sounds like the Senate went through another procedural vote today which will clear the way for a confirmation vote tomorrow on the Senate floor. AM twelve eighty the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson, back in mere moments. Go nowhere. AM twelve eighty the Patriot. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing don't wait another day take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print you've already written a book so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to dorns publishing and get your free guide to publishing call right now 800-482-8399 800-482-8399 that's 800-482-8399 Hi, this is Lee. And this is Matt from the Kingdom Builders. About 22 years ago, I remember doing my father's roof in Bloomington after a huge hailstorm had gone through. And now he just had me come out and take a look at his roof because he wants to make sure it's okay. 22 years old now. Most roofs in that time era were good for about 20, 25, maybe 30 years. So if you're looking to get an honest assessment on whether your 22-year-old roof is still good, give us a call. Yeah, Lee, I remember that storm, too. And as I drive around Burnsville, uh, Bloomington, the South Metro, I see all of these roofs that were replaced back in 1998. And it may be time for an assessment for us to come out and let you know if you have a year or three left or if now is a good time to get those shingles replaced. For an honest assessment on your roof or gutters, give us a call at 612-900-9166 or look us up on the web at thekingdombuilders.com. That's thekingdombuilders.com. 
So you're searching online for that perfect sermon series that you can really dig into, but you can't seem to find what you're looking for. I suggest you give GodTube.com a try. GodTube.com is loaded with sermons from well-known and revered Bible teachers who cover every topic you can imagine. And there are no shady comment threads or questionable content. Just great sermon after sermon. Hear God's word daily, grow deeper in your faith, and be inspired by the sermon section on GodTube.com. Stay safe in your home with a $4,000 chairlift, now half off for just $2,000 through this special offer from Starlift and this station. There's just one half-price chairlift available. Go to the station's website, click on the More tab and half-price offers, or call the station now. Welcome back. AM 12.8 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carls. Thanks for tuning in. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Final segment this hour. Uh, talked a lot about the debate. Well, pretty much all three segments of, we talked about the debate. Want to transition now to the uh, Amy Coney Barrett uh, confirmation hearings. It was fait accompli. I know the Democrats were going to try some shenanigans, maybe try to deny a quorum uh, through the Judiciary Committee in order to try to stop uh, the nomination from being advanced. But there really are out of options. In fact, I just uh, uh, read a blurb today that, um, see, is this from the Washington Examiner? Yeah, this uh, just was posted within the past hour or two. Uh, the Senate voted Sunday to advance the nomination of Amy Coney Barrett, setting up final confirmation vote Monday. Senate Republicans provided the 51-vote minimum to prevent a Democratic filibuster, rejecting arguments from Democrats that the vacant Supreme Court seat should not be filled until the next president is sworn into office. The final tally was 51-48. to 48. Democrats unanimously voted against advancing Barrett's nomination. Senator Kamala Harris, a running mate to Democrat presidential nominee Joe Biden, was not in attendance. Instead, on the campaign trail, uh, two Republicans, Senators Lisa Murkowski of Alaska and Susan Collins of Maine, voted against advancing the nomination, citing the proximity of the election and the decision by Republicans in 2016 to ignore then-President Barack Obama's high court pick, Merrick Garland. Uh I got to uh, want to play the sound clip from uh, Eric Erickson. He is a uh, conservative talker, uh, writes for the Resurgent, hosts a couple of radio shows. Uh, so, Brian, if we have if we have that queued up, uh, cut number three. Uh, Eric Erickson, I thought, perfectly encapsulates my feeling toward these leftists that were, let's face it, butt hurt over the Republicans advancing this uh, judicial nominee and. Eric Erickson, to me, perfectly encapsulates uh, what I'm feeling and says it a lot better and probably more tactfully than I could. Uh, It's about a couple minutes long, but listen to the whole thing. It's good stuff. Eric Erickson, cut number three. I want every last one of you people to hear this. Uh, You cry all you want in your beer about Merrick Garland. You people on the left have personally assassinated the character of every Republican nominee for the Supreme Court going back to Robert Bork. You did Robert Bork. You did Douglas Ginsburg. You did it to Anthony Kennedy. You did it to Clarence Thomas. You did it to John Roberts. You did it to Sam Alito. You did it to Neil Gorsuch. You did it to Brett Kavanaugh. I do not give one little care what you think about Amy Coney Barrett going on the Supreme Court 
You have been an obstacle personally to every Republican person who has ever been nominated to go on the Supreme Court. You have gone after Amy Coney Barrett as a white colonizer for adopting black children. You have personally attacked her adoption in the New York Times. You have gone after her religion. You have gone after the religious group she's been a part of. You've gone after her children's private school. You've done all these things, and no Republican has ever done a damn thing like that to any Democratic nominee to the Supreme Court, whether it was Ginsburg or Breyer or or Kavanaugh. Um, um, uh, Sotomayor or Kagan, you have not seen Republicans level that level of personal assassination against those members of the Supreme Court. You have not done it. You have not seen us do it. You cannot accuse us of having done it. And every single time there's a Republican nominee to the Supreme Court, y'all make it personal. You don't go after their jurisprudence. You go after their kids. You go after their schools. You go after their background. You go after their jobs. You go after their charity. You go after them. You make wild accusations. You trot out Michael Avenatti. You have these people come on. You never correct the record once it's been widely proven that, that the claims aren't real. You never do that. And then you believe it. To this day, you people believe Brett Kavanaugh raped someone and you have zero proof. To this day, you believe that Clarence Thomas left pubic hair on a can of Diet Coke for Anita Hill and you have no proof. To this day, you believe Sam Alito was a bigot and racist and you have no proof. But you believe it and you internalize it because you hate these people. And so I do not care what you think about Amy Coney Barrett. Try to pack the Supreme Court. I dare you to try to pack the Supreme Court. You're not going to get the votes from your own side in the United States Senate because the reality is the majority of them also know Amy Coney Barrett is totally qualified for the Supreme Court and they can't stop her. Cry me a river. Cry in your beer. I do not care. Amen. I, I, uh, standing in. Standing ovation. Standing on the radio probably isn't a good thing because then I, I, I get away from the microphone. Uh, look, it had been reported that uh, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg was set to retire from the Supreme Court after the 2016 presidential election with her intent being that Hillary Clinton would be the country's first female president of the United States and thus would have the distinction of appointing her successor. Uh, obviously, that apple cart was upset when Trump prevailed in 16. So Ginsburg chose to hang on until after 2020 in hopes a Democrat president was elected. Uh, But those alternate plans also fell by the wayside with Ginsburg's passing last month. So in perhaps the ultimate of cruel ironies, Ginsburg's replacement, nominated by President Trump, of course, will be officially confirmed tomorrow on Hillary Clinton's birthday. I mean... If if you're into delicious ironies, like I guess I am, uh, that's that's that that one takes a cake. That one takes a cake. Only oh, got a few minutes left in uh, this particular hour. Do want to get to a quick uh, phone call? Tammy from St. Louis Park is on line one. Hey, Tammy, you are on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go ahead. Thank you. Wow, that was awesome. Appreciate <laughs> I'm that. I'm gonna have to listen to that again. <laughs> anyway. Um, Regarding your last caller and uh, his absentee ballots, um, that concerns me. And um, I I know he mentioned something about there was an R on the envelope, and I I don't know where else on the ballot. But I guess uh, my thoughts are if he would take a picture of that and possibly post it Mm -hmm. on Facebook or or somewhere just to kind of – get the news out there that is that's that's something that is yeah it's very concerning if that is in fact indeed what is on his ballot um i'm hoping he'll do that 
<laughs> yeah, appreciate the call, Tammy. Thanks so much. Yeah, I was. I'm curious about that myself. I would be shocked if it if it meant party affiliation because you don't have to register party affiliation in Minnesota. So how would they know that if if when they send you your ballot? That's that's what I'm wondering. So yeah, that that's an excellent point. I, I think he should post that and on social media and maybe get an answer to that question. Uh, I I just flat out don't know. I, I'll be uh, like I said. I was honest with with Dan when he called in, and I'm saying it now. I don't know because uh, I haven't voted absentee in 20 years. But again, that just doesn't make sense to me that they would try to do something to put party affiliation. Because how would they know? How would the uh, department that's mailing out these ballots have any indication of what your uh, voting record is? I mean, you only the only thing they would have record of in Minnesota if you don't have to register for party is is if you voted or not. So I don't I don't get how they would be able to ascertain that. So uh, I'm I'm skeptical. That's what that means. Uh, R means I'm skeptical that R means Republican on the back of those ballots. But I again I can't say that with 100 percent certitude. So yeah, that is that's something that's definitely working worth looking into. And Dan, if you're listening to this, yeah, if you have an opportunity to maybe you know take a shot of just those you know numbers, not any other personal information like your address or anything. And post it on social media and get an answer to that. I I would genuinely like to know because I just uh, I, I flat out don't know. So, uh, but excellent question and uh, excellent suggestion as well. Uh, you know, just that's what we uh, kind of do is kind of the uh, crowdsourcing, I guess. So, uh, well, folks, uh, that is uh, completion of hour number one. That is hour number one in the books. Hour number two. We're going to uh, uh, switch to some local issues uh, as we have for the past several weeks, focusing. A lot upon the Minnesota legislative races. Yeah, there are a lot of important legislative races, and there is a lot at stake, not only at the national level, but at the state and local levels as well. So you're going to want to uh, find out all you can about that. So hour number one in the books, hour number two coming back in mere moments. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. Closing time. Turn all of Land of 10,000 lakes has an ice ring to it, but actually Minnesota has more than 11,800 lakes. But who's counting? Well, there's Ann Lake, Balsam Lake, Cass Lake, Detroit Lake, Eagle Lake, Fox Lake, Gull Lake, Hidden Lake, Adam Lake, John Lake, Craze Lake, Lean Lake. But if water isn't your thing, Minnesota is also home to amazing hiking, biking, and more. Find your true north. Visit exploreminnesota.com. Horry Lake, Rainy Lake, Silver Lake, Toad Lake, U.S. Lock and Dam Pool 5A, Boss Lake. Egan Montessori Academy is ready and willing to help our families during these uncertain times. As you may already know, we have a private kindergarten program available to all of our students. Our level of education for this classroom goes above and beyond what any student receives in a public school. We'll have a dedicated teacher for students going into first through third grades who will be responsible to help students with e-learning. We don't have to remind you how important consistency is to students this young. At our school, your students will be in a safe, secure, and clean building without having to worry about hundreds of other students and staff. The e-learning class will be limited to 10 students only and will be on a first-come, first-served basis. Spots are filling up fast. For decades, EMA has been proudly serving families from Egan, Rosemont, Invergrove Heights, Apple Valley, Burnsville, and beyond. Contact us today for more details and to schedule a tour at emasouth.com. That's emasouth.com bringing peace of mind to parents and the love of learning to children. I'm on my third child and also on my third vehicle at Invergrove Hyundai. I'm Christelle from Mendota Heights. Did my research on high-rated vehicle, good value, and that brought me right to Hyundai. So now I'm on my third, 
and also my third child, uh, which brought up the need to upgrade the vehicle again. So now I'm in a Santa Fe and Hyundai brings a lot of features to the table for not a lot of money. And considering I'm taking my kids in the vehicle, it's also a really highly rated vehicle as far as safety. So Invergrove Hyundai was able to work out just a great deal. The staff and the salespeople really did uh, close the deal for me because everyone has been just a joy to deal with. Through November 2nd, get 0% financing for up to 72 months plus no payments for 90 days on 2021 Tucson's and 2020 Santa Fe's. Every new Hyundai comes with America's best warranty, 10-year, 100,000-mile limited powertrain and Hyundai Assurance. Online at InvergroveHyundai.com. Hey, it's Lee Michaels here for the Minnesota Horse and Hunt Club in Prior Lake. The Horse and Hunt Club is one of the premier sporting facilities in the world, and it's open to the public. This place is simply awesome. There are five different sporting clay courses that provide 30 different shooting scenarios. Memberships are available as well. You can hunt pheasants, turkey, partridge, ducks, and more. And don't forget to stop by Triggers for lunch or dinner. Maybe try some of their delicious bacon-wrapped pheasant bites. For pricing and details, visit horseandhunt.com. AM 